high and well can be experience points by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. I'm your host, Dave Ang, from Games-Based Learning by University XP. Find out more at universityxp.com. On today's episode, we'll answer the question, what is player behavior? Trying to understand what players do and why players do it will perhaps be one of the biggest mysteries of gaming. Sure, it can be easy to find out why players play games, but what does it mean for the players themselves? What parts of that player experience make it engaging and fun for them? Understanding player behavior is a way for us to better understand our players, whether they are video gamers, PC gamers, tabletop players, or students. We all have a stake in understanding what our users get from gameplay. We all benefit from what they learn. This episode will address why understanding player behavior is important. Player behavior will be defined as well as what characteristics make up player behaviors. Influences that affect player behavior will be reviewed in depth, as well as different players' responses to different influences in the game environment. Finally, outcomes of player behaviors will be discussed, as well as how to best capitalize on them. Understanding player behavior is important because it fundamentally affects how we think, interpret, and design for the player experience. That means that understanding player behavior has become a growing concern in both the gaming industry and public debate. Overall, this means that understanding and defining players' behaviors provides designers and instructors ways in which to influence and direct activities inside the game. Sometimes what we think players will do or what we think they will accomplish is different than what we've anticipated and designed for. This is particularly important when addressing bad player behavior or player activities that undermine or otherwise negatively affect the gaming environment. This toxicity can also take place in the online communities surrounding play of particular and specific games, as well as throughout the culture and industry overall. That means that developers need to constantly review, evaluate, and sometimes even regulate player behavior in order to maintain a financially viable business model. Likewise, educators and instructors need to understand player behavior in order to accurately plan and address player actions within games-based learning environments. Understanding player behavior is important, but what are the characteristics that make up and constitute player behavior? Player behavior can be complicated. That's because it's a combination of what our students, players, and users are experiencing and how they react to that experience. Player behavior is influenced by human behavior, which is a complex, reflective, and impulsive process. However, for the purposes of games-based learning, serious games, and simulations, we consider player behavior the way that the player acts and conducts themselves within the game. This means that player-to-player interactions, actions within the game, and even responses to the environment are taken into consideration within player behavior. Because of this, player behavior often begins at the cusp of the magic circle and the ludological agreement of gaming. That's where the rules of the game begin and the rules of the real world end. Crossing this border signals that the player is now within a different world that has different expectations within the game. Crossing this boundary is what we do whenever we play games, but crossing that boundary could be dynamic for players. In addition, it's also susceptible to when and for how long players engage, the location where players physically play, the situation and social connections of who they play with, as well as other characteristics that make up the context of their experience. When addressing player behavior from a more mechanical standpoint, we can interpret their actions from the perspective of three characteristics, input, output, and function. Input represents what the players have done in the game environment, the relationship within the game, or the game state. An example of input within a game is whenever a player makes a choice or meaningful decision, such as to open a dungeon door or draw a card. 
Output represents how the game, other players, or the game master reacts to such an input. This could be represented by a feedback loop of positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, or both. An example of an output is a player gaining a resource, eliminating another player, or moving up a victory point track. Lastly, function represents the reason why the player or student takes an action. The function is defined within the game that gives the player's action context. Function can be defined by the designer by providing mechanics that players use to achieve a goal or an effect. For example, in Pac-Man, the player chooses to use the joystick to move Pac-Man to eat some pellets and move around the maze. In game-based learning environments, the function represents different activities that students embark upon. Those activities provide a feedback loop of reinforcement that is tied to the learning outcomes of the course. There are several factors that influence behavior in games. Those include, but are not limited to, gender, influence, and game-based roles. All of these characteristics are based on the relationship that players form within the game and with other players. Those relationships include aspects of self-efficacy, expected outcomes, and overall trust between one another. These characteristics are largely built on social influence and behavioral interventions in environments where there is player-to-player engagement. This player-to-player engagement is specifically focused on the socialized nature of gaming in a multiplayer environmental-based games like MMOs. Such environments rely on both the formal structures within the game, as well as players' interactions between one another to influence player behavior. Gender has played a moderating role in the relationships formed and the behaviors that players enact and follow within the game. Though, this relationship is dependent on the modality. Tabletop players have more visceral interactions with players around the table than those that engage strictly in an online environment. However, based on this, female players perceive the self-efficacy needed to play online games as an indicator of how they will interact online. This is based on the factor that female players want to know that they can be competitive and enact a degree of agency when playing with others. This is compared to male players who don't rely on self-efficacy as much. What this means is that female players are more likely than male players to want to demonstrate a basic level of competency in play before playing with and against other players online. This level of perceived efficacy can serve as a barrier for player gender imbalance in certain games. Social influence plays a large factor when playing and interacting with a large group of players online. That social influence can often come from the perceived player community of a particular game. Specifically, if individuals see other players like themselves online, then they are more likely willing to play and engage. However, identity alone isn't enough for individuals to want to play the game outright. Instead, they must also feel that they can trust the game, players, and environment in the ludological agreement in play. This means that the rules and structures set up for players within the game will be followed in order to maintain integrity. Lastly, specific player roles in games affect individual players' behaviors. Playing a specific part or taking charge of certain responsibilities have affected player behaviors in role-playing games. Often, roles in these games can determine and formulate the kinds of actions and behaviors that players take in order to be consistent with that in-game role. That means that designers can adjust, influence, and refine players' actions and behaviors based on the roles that players take within the game. By taking this action, players are more likely to adhere to the outline of the role and its expectations, even if they are initially not given prefacing information on what they should do or how they should act. Of course, the game can provide players with avenues to respond and interact. That means that players' responses are largely based on these forms of stimuli and the actions that they take within the game environment. This adaptive behavior of games is important for designers who are creating more narrative-focused games. These games shape the environment as a result of players' actions which affect their progress throughout their experience. 
This can be capitalized on through different player archetypes and designed as such. For example, explorers are more likely to explore and discover more of the game environment. Therefore, ample opportunities should exist for them to do so. Exploration for this type of player leads to different hubs of player activities that may occur throughout the game. This can often be discovered in some tabletop games where specific actions become more important at certain phases of the game than others. This often comes in the form of worker placement, otherwise known as action drafting, in tabletop games where specific locations are more lucrative at certain player accounts and positions. Stone Age is one of my favorites and regularly pushes me to go for core spots that help build my engine throughout the game. Likewise, killers are players who seek to extract from the game enjoyment from combat and contention. That means that these players are more likely to take actions that allow for that type of interaction. In massive open online games, this takes place in specific areas that emphasize and support PvP or player versus player combat. While designers may create specific scenarios and activities in games, they may not be often used if players aren't incentivized or otherwise interested in exploring the area. However, with the development of teams of some games reaching the hundreds or thousands, there are bound to be some areas and activities that aren't explored as evenly throughout. Tabletop games appeal to certain gamers because of their socialization, tactile feel, and malleable nature. They can be as simple or as complex as players' desires and tastes. However, one of the main differences between tabletop gaming and other digital forms is that players must be oriented and onboarded in learning how to play the game. This process can be challenging for some, especially those who lead the teach. Impatient players may behave in such a way that opts for shorter rules explanation in order to just play the game. While the preferences of tabletop players range from learning themselves to having a guided instructor, those expectations aren't always clearly communicated by a group of gamers. Because of this, player behaviors can include a wide spectrum. Players' behaviors in tabletop gaming are more closely affected by the socialization element with other players rather than based only on the game itself. Of course, understanding player behavior is important for a designer, but the effects and outcomes of individual players' actions are important as well. That's because player behavior within games can be as interesting and varied as it is player behaviors in the real world. Players' behaviors in games can even provoke emotional swings in players according to different game scenarios. While those emotional swings can be impactful within the game, they can even have wide-reaching effects for players beyond the game. This can take place in metagaming where players' actions within a game are used as information to affect player choices in later games. Metagaming takes place where there are also substantial social networks for players playing the same title. They can share and exchange information with one another. Such an exchange allows them to determine new strategies for ortho games that provide a competitive edge against other players. However, those same social networks can affect player behavior negatively, particularly for less skilled players as they risk leaving the competitive game environment due to their lack of competency. Conversely, skilled and elite players are more inclined to stay due to their more positive interaction with the game and their demonstrated skills. No matter what the background of players though, Player behaviors have an adverse effect on both the community and social network of massive multiplayer online games. Individual player behaviors can affect and manifest themselves into outcomes that can both harm and help the community made up of the same players. Finally, both educators and researchers will want to know what steps to take in order to best design for their desired player behaviors, both in and around the game. That means that when taking into account specific considerations for both game mechanics and dynamics, Designers need to ask themselves, what kind of behavior do I want? Often asking these kinds of questions before outlining your game's core loop 
will help focus and determine a direction for your work to take. However, it is also worth it to continue to tweak and make smaller changes to your design as it's tested with both players and students. These small changes could ultimately result in significant differences in how your players act with the game and with other players. Conversely, it's also worth it to discover and emphasize the kinds of behaviors that you want both your players and your students to take. Then you can continue to structure and refine your game and content to emphasize that behavior. Sometimes it could be as simple as just getting players to remember to draw cards at the end of their turn. Or it could be more complex, such as getting more players to cooperate with one another during a specific part of the game. Regardless, both educators and designers alike will want to carefully observe their users to determine how to best influence future player behaviors. This episode addressed why understanding player behavior is important. Player behavior was defined and included the characteristics that make up player behaviors. Influences that affect player behavior were reviewed in depth, as well as how different players respond to different influences within the game environment. Finally, Outcomes of player behavior were discussed as well as how to design and capitalize on them. I hope you found this episode useful. If you'd like to learn more, then a great place to start is with my free course on gamification. You can sign up for it at universityxp.com gamification. You can also get a full transcript of this episode, including links to references in the description or show notes. Thanks for joining me. Again, I'm your host, Dave Eng from Gamespace Learning by University XP. On Experience Points, we explore different ways we can learn from games. If you like this episode, please consider commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Subscribing is absolutely free and ensures that you'll get the next episode of Experience Points delivered directly to you. I'd also love it if you took some time to rate the show. I live to lift others with learning, so if you found this episode useful, consider sharing it with someone who could also benefit. Also, make sure to visit University XP online at universityxp.com. University XP is also on Twitter at university underscore XP, on Facebook and LinkedIn as University XP. Also, feel free to email me anytime. My email address is dave at universityxp.com. Game on.